the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. Always. Not some of the time. Not part of the time. Not most of the time. Not nearly all of the time, but always right. Never left. Right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Why? Because we believe in what is also right as incorrect. Always right. And if you are a leftist, you simply do not have the capacity to be that at any time. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. It is a Tuesday, seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock. It's the 25th morning of the first month, year of our Lord 2022. Cursing out day. He'll be with us for the entire second hour of the broadcast starting at about 1010. And Pete is loaded up. I know this because he was on Fox News tonight, last night with Shannon Bream, fired up over the Harvard admissions case, going to the Supreme Court. He's fired up because it's where it should be, and it should be a slam dunk. Racial discrimination is being practiced at Harvard, at UNC. They're hearing this case. It's also about the University of North Carolina. But racial discrimination is happening on college campuses, particularly the elite or the supposed elite college campuses, like the ones in the Ivy League, like Harvard. They are taking um, applications, and they are applying skin color as a huge, huge factor in whether or not they accept an application for a student to be admitted to Harvard. That's right. Asian Americans are being discriminated against in an extraordinary way in favor of African Americans and Hispanic Americans, or just African Americans and Hispanics, period. They don't even have to be American. There's foreign foreign exchange students coming from all over the place, too. But at any rate, if you are black or Latino or Latina, you have a an extraordinary higher chance of being admitted, even with lower test scores, lower grade point averages, and lower qualifications all the way around uh, than Asian Americans because... Well, Harvard believes in D.I.E. More than anything else, 
They care about diversity, inclusion, and equity on their campus, not merit and um, qualifications. That's the reality of the situation. So, Kirsten, I was talking about that last night with Shannon Bream. We're going to have him on to talk about that and much, much more coming up at 1010. I have got a massive, massive first hour planned for you. We are guest-free. I'm going to share it all with you coming up. But first, what do you say we pay some respect to our country? If you are a patriot, let's get our show started the way we always do. Stand wherever you may be. And if you're new to this show and you think this sounds cheesy and corny, to tell people to stand for a radio rendition of the Pledge of Allegiance, you don't know this audience very well. I'm glad you're a part of it it if you are new to this program. Thank you for being here. I say that not to uh, uh, to, um, uh, uh, denigrate you in any way, but this is not cheesy. It means a lot to a lot of people. I give speeches in a lot of places. I am seen in a lot of public places, and people say to me, Bob, thank you. I stand every day. And in fact, some of them go out of their way to put flags in places where they can see them, even though they may not have an actual flag flying in their front yard or off of their home or what have you. Um, they find ways. My favorite story, just a real brief one, is a caller uh, messaged me and said, Bob, I'm in, I'm in my car every day when your show starts, and I don't have a flag. So I took a postage stamp, a U.S. American flag postage stamp, and he stuck it to his dashboard. So that when I do this, he can join in as he puts his hand on his heart and looks at that flag. Hopefully not the entire time. Keep your eyes on the road. But you can go back and forth and do that. And I just thought that that meant a lot to me because I know it means a lot to a lot of people. So if you're new to the program, don't don't be ashamed of this. But stand, face your flag if you have one, and join us as we pay respect to this uh, glorious nation. If you are a Biden voter and you believe it's okay to call reporters stupid son of sons of bitches, uh, then uh, you probably just want to take a knee next to your favorite ex-quarterback. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I want to apologize in advance. Well, actually, it's too late to be in advance because I just said the SOB, but um, I want to apologize in advance to anybody who is offended by that particular language. It needs to be used in order to underscore the point that we are making here that Joe Biden made yesterday when uh, he made national news and maybe international news by referring to a reporter who asked a very simple and valid question about whether or not inflation would be a factor in the a political factor in the 2022 midterm elections pretty pretty simple question pretty obvious answer too of course it will americans are being crushed at the grocery store at the department store at the hardware store at the auto parts store they're being crushed at the gas pumps they're being crushed everywhere they go by higher prices 7%, 7% increase in, infl- uh, increase in prices in inflation uh, year over year, the highest since, what, was it 40 years ago? Americans are being crushed, and yes, it is part of what is fueling the downward spiral of the branded administration's uh, approval ratings. So Peter Ducey of Fox News asks, what about inflation? Will it be a political uh, liability for you? I'm paraphrasing that in uh, uh, in uh, the midterms. And listen to the President of the United States who was supposed to bring dignity back to the White House. 
He was going to bring dignity and character and class back to the White House after that cold, crass, rude, thin-skinned 45th president. Here's how that went. What a stupid son of a bitch. You heard him correctly. I didn't give you the lead-up to it because I just want to get give you the punchline here. Peter Ducey said, what about inflation? Will it be a political problem for you in the midterm elections? And the response... What a stupid son of a bitch. Um, on its face, this would be problem enough for President Brandon, whose popularity has simply plummeted. And it has plummeted across all racial demographics and political demographics plummeted. As an example, the Hispanic vote, which was once taken or taken for granted rather by the Democrat Party, has swung in a massive fashion over to the Republican Party. Now, not that there's a, an opponent for Joe Biden in 2024 yet, but just in overall general support for one party over another, the Hispanic vote has swung completely over to the Republican Party. If you're looking for part two of that headline, just six in ten black Americans say they now approve of Joe Biden, down from nine in ten six months ago. That's not a push-pull by some Republican-leaning organization. That's the AP. That, my friends, represents a 30-point drop in support by African Americans who are I mean, can always be counted on to be in the tank for the Democrat Party, Democrat candidates. It went from 90% to 60% in six months. 90% to 60%. A 30-point drop in a half a year. Unprecedented. He's losing Hispanic voters. He's losing black voters. And he's losing independent voters. Because every poll that we bring to you every time we have one, we tell you its approval ratings down to 38% in this one, 33% in this one, 28% in this one, and then we look across the board and see where are these drops coming from. And, of course, Republicans are opposed. Of course, some Democrats still support. But among independent voters, in the toilet. So independents, blacks, Latinos, all turning away from President Brandon the man who was supposed to be bringing civility back to the White House, the man who was supposed to bring unity back to the White House, the man who was going to treat people with respect, and the man who was going to demand that everybody who works for him also treat people with respect. In fact, if you don't, you're going to get fired right on the spot. Let's go into the Wayback Machine. And remember this, right after Joe Biden was inaugurated. I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. If I ever hear you treat another colleague with disrespect or talk down to them, I will fire you on the spot. What a stupid son of a bitch. Um... Might that be considered talking down to someone, treating them with disrespect? What a stupid son of a bitch. Does that mean we can expect a resignation of President Brandon sometime today? He said he would fire them on the spot. Is he going to fire himself? Or is this just more blatant Brandon 
demon, demon rat, uh, hypocrisy. I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts, he said after that. And I think there's something that we can all take away from this. Peter Ducey is a reporter for Fox News. He's in the White House press pool. He is eminently better, by the way, than his father, who's one of the dorkiest, most annoying persons on television, on Fox and Friends in the morning. Uh, I love when Brian Kilmeade just tears him a new one, uh, like he did this morning, by the way. But uh, Peter Ducey, not Steve. Steve is just uh, is 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 just not there, man. Uh, but Peter Ducey is doing a great job. He asks the tough questions, but he's fair and he's respectful when he talks to Madam Circleback, uh, also known as Peppermint Patty, also known as uh, Jen Psaki. Uh, he does a great job, and he asks the tough questions, and she hates it, and so does President Brandon. And I think when Brandon said to Peter Ducey, "What a stupid son of a bee." And again, I apologize for the use of the word, but I'm going to play Brandon's words in there, in, you know, accurately and in, in full. When he said to to Peter Ducey that, um, I I got to tell you, I feel like he was talking to all of us, all of us who oppose his agenda, all of us, all of us who oppose the Build Back Better Green New Deal socialist dream package. He's telling all of us we are stupid sons of bitches. I believe that. I believe anybody who opposed getting rid of the filibuster and pushing forward a federalization of the vote in order to make it easier to cheat and defraud the vote uh, in all future elections, I believe anybody who opposed that in Joe Brandon's mind is a stupid son of a bitch. I believe he's talking to each and every one of us when we complain about gas prices, and we complain about inflation, and we complain about mandates, put your mask on, get your shot on, and go stand off to the side, you stupid son of a bitch. That's his attitude toward all of us. And he's not shy about saying it. This is a mean, grumpy, short-tempered, quick-to-anger president who is is quite simply the most hypocritical president in recent memory because of what he is or was uh, tasked with doing. He, he beat Donald Trump, according to those who believe the, the, the election was fair. He beat Donald Trump because he wasn't Donald Trump. Donald Trump called the press the enemy of the people. Donald Trump looked at reporters in a press pool and said, you are fake news. I can't have that. How dare you talk to a reporter in such a way? How dare you talk to the press, the fourth estate, in such a way? Joe Biden, a.k.a. Brandon, was going to bring civility and respect back to the White House. This man is a short-tempered, bigoted uh, hypocrite. I mean, you disagree with him, you're getting an earful. You're getting yelled at, not just told you're fake news. You're a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. He shouts at people, no, that's not what I said. In the press conference, remember, about George Wallace? about uh, uh, Bull Connor, about Jefferson Davis, you go back and listen to what I said. You're, I assume you're a journalist because you like to write. Do you know how to read? Go back and read what I said. He's aggressive, he's mean-spirited, he's ill-tempered, and he's a hit. I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, 
I promise you I will fire you on the spot. He is talking to all of us when he called Peter Ducey a stupid SOB. All of us. Now, the left, and by the way, let me, let me play this clip for you, because the left is waking up this morning and saying, Aha! Did you see the update? President Biden called Peter Ducey and apologized. That's what a gentleman does. He proved that he's the bigger man, that he's the better man. He called and apologized. But did he call and apologize? Let's listen to Peter Ducey answer that question as he talked uh, last night with Hannity. Pain trail and during the transition and here at the White House, uh, within about an hour of that exchange, he called my cell phone and uh, he said, it's nothing personal, pal. And we went back and forth, and we were talking about uh, just kind of moving, moving forward. Never once, never once did Peter Ducey acknowledge that Joe Biden apologized. Because nothing personal, pal, is not an apology. It is not an apology. He said nothing personal, pal. And then we went back and forth talking about other things. He did not say, I'm sorry, I apologize. You are not stupid, nor an SOB. I was wrong. He didn't say anything of the sort. He just said nothing personal, pal. I'd like to tell you this. You look a man in the face, and you call him a stupid son of a bee. It is absolutely personal, pal. And you either apologize for it and mean it, or you double down on it and say, I do think you're stupid. You don't get to try to save public face by giving a nothing personal pal and then telling your press team to push the narrative that you apologized for your rudeness and your crudeness. It doesn't work that way. By the way, Jerry Boyer from Town Hall tweeted this, and it's a great point. Remember all of that Trump treats the media as an enemy? Now, crickets. Joe Biden treats the media as stupid SOBs, and now crickets. How about that? All right, it's 923. Quick time out. Again, we are guest-free in hour number one. I've got a lot of information to cover with you, but I will take your thoughts, too, at 216-901-0945. Curse now going to fill up hour number two with us, and you're going to want to hear that. He's loaded for bear today. Stay right here. We are always right. AM 1420, The Answer. The government is so bad, you just have to laugh. <laughs> Always right with Bob France. <laughs> I'm laughing too. On AM 1420, answer. Yeah, the difference is we're laughing at you, Brandon, not with you. We're laughing at you. You know who is not always right? The governor of New York. Not Andrew Cuomo. He's gone. He ought to be in prison, but at least he's gone. But New York Governor Kathy Hochul is not right, according to the state Supreme Court judge who struck down her mask mandate for schools and public locations. There can be no question, wrote Judge Thomas Rademacher, that every person in this state wishes, wants, and prays that this era of COVID ends soon, and they will surely do their part to see that as accomplished. However... Enacting any laws to this end is entrusted solely to the state legislature. 
While the intentions of Commissioner Bassett and Governor Hochul appear to be well-aimed, squarely at doing what they believe is right, to protect the citizens of New York State, they must take their case to the state legislature. And you know what? This is not new ground. This isn't a new you know, idea. This is how it has always been in our government. And I don't mean just state government, I mean federal government as well, which of course is what our Supreme Court told Joe Brandon um, just about a week and a half ago when when they struck down his OSHA mandate for vaccinations. You can't just do something like that of your own, you know, mind and just say, you know, this is what I want. You, You can't wave the scepter as if you were a king or an emperor and say, this shall be done. You don't get to make laws like that. The legislature makes laws like that. It was completely out of bounds for OSHA to institute a nationwide mask mandate for employees in businesses over 100 people. So this is consistent. The courts are speaking out, and they're saying no to forced masking. They're saying no to forced uh, vaxxing or fake vaxxing, because those are not real vaccines anyway. We're talking about the profit shots, of course. The courts have been very, very clear about this. It was ruled as unconstitutional. The judge declared it null, void, and unenforceable. And i got to tell you, I think what we're seeing here, Charlie Kirk referred to it yesterday as crumbling, and I think he's right. The unelected COVID regime is crumbling before our very eyes, but we have to keep the pressure on. Charlie tweeted that yesterday, too, and I completely concur. The COVID regime, the mandates, the forced masking, they are crumbling before our very eyes. And those of us who are sick and tired of it are getting louder and louder about it, including those on the political left. Bill Maher, Barry Weiss, two liberals, one from HBO, the other one from the New York Times, both angering and enraging far-left Democrats by saying, we're done this COVID nightmare and what they're doing to disrupt all of our lives is over. It is a it is a uh, a virus that has a ninety nine point seven percent recovery rate, and all of the things we are doing doing to hurt Americans in response to it, we're done with these things. More and more and more people are coming around and being loud and vocal about it. Not least among them, yours truly. I want to hear from you too about this. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. The numbers to get in. It's nine thirty in time for news. Always right. AM fourteen twenty. The answer. When the mainstream media is always left. Tune your radio to the right and find a voice of reason amid the liberal chaos. Always right with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. Yeah, and if you don't listen to Always Right on AM 1420, The Answer, then I guess you're just... Uh... What a stupid son of a bitch. Oh, I, I, that's, probably, that's probably not appropriate, is it? Well, at least if you're President Brandon and you were supposed to bring unity and civility and character and competence back to the, to the White House... Um, somebody tweeted that too, by the way, he was supposed to bring three C's. I think it was credibility, competence, and, uh, civility, I think it maybe is what it was back to why. And he's over three. 
His his credibility is shot because he is completely, you know, in over his head on particularly international international affairs, the American economy, inflation, and so forth. Uh, so his credibility is shot. His character is shot. His civility is shot. I mean, all of them. You could probably add four or five more C's. Um, but the bottom line is he is in so far over his head, and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. What's more embarrassing is the way the press refuses to cover it in such such ways. Now, there are some, because yesterday I played for you Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd on Meet the Press on Sunday took uh, the Brandon administration to task. So they did that. I'll give them credit for that. The one commenter, the political commenter on CNN, took him apart as well. I played you those comments. And, and that is a good sign. When you start losing some of the people at CNN and MSNBC, you've lost, you know, lost everything, essentially. But you still have the full power of the largest newspapers and perhaps most influential newspapers in America, the Washington Post, New York Times, still defending Brandon at every turn. And I want that comparison to be made. I want to do whataboutism. What about it? What if Donald Trump had literally called a reporter from CNN a stupid son of a bee in an open mic? He did say, you are fake news, but that's it. There's nothing. I mean, that's nothing. Comparatively, again, that is nothing. I want them to say so. I want them to do what I just did this morning. I want them to play back what I just played for you this morning. The part where... Joe Biden warned his staffers, you're working for me, and you talk down, you denigrate, or if you insult or whatever, um, members of the media or or other colleagues, you're going to be fired on the spot. I want to see this on CNN. I want to see this on NBC. I want to see this on the Today Show. And I want it covered that way. And then I want them to play like I did, him calling Peter Ducey a stupid SOB. This matters. I mean, is it the biggest thing? No, but you know what? If character was made a reason for his election, if you believe he won the election, I do not, not fair and square anyway, but if you believe he won the election, um, you know that it was because he wasn't Trump. He wasn't sending out mean tweets. He wasn't going to be calling the media the enemy of the people. Well, he does worse. Rather than mean tweet, he mean uh, you know, statements to people's faces. Now, it's an awkward phrasing, but rather than tweeting mean things, he says mean things and insults people to their faces on open microphones. Which is worse? And rather than calling the press, uh, you know, the mainstream press, the ones that are that are lying and distorting every story and, you know, touting that uh, there was Russian collusion with Trump's election and all the rest, calling them the enemy of the people or calling somebody a stupid son of a bee because they ask a very legitimate and, and, and you know, good question about inflation. That's the problem. So it matters. It matters if he was supposed to be elected on character, and this is the kind of character, this mean, grumpy, bigoted, angry, ill-tempered old man, uh, if, this what he bring, if, if, if this is what he brings to the table. Mike is in Nevada, listening, no doubt, on whkradio.com or one of the other streaming services. But, uh, Mike, thanks for joining us. What's on your mind? Hi, good morning, Bob. Hey, I tuned in a little bit too early because uh, I quit listening to Hugh Hugh a while back, and I tuned in, I don't know, the last five minutes. The problem that us constitutionalists have is he's suggesting we have a fourth booster now. I mean, he was the one that was trundling along 
two years ago when he was mad at the bikers, cyclists that were weren't wearing you know wearing masks. Yeah, I mean it's not only the left. I mean I would consider Hugh part of the uh, conservative movement, and he's wanting a fourth booster. He's advocating for a well, fourth booster. Hugh, I mean, Hugh when has, does uh, this stop? Yeah, Hugh has always described himself as center right, so he's not out, you know, out on, on, you know, he wouldn't be called always right like I am on this show. He's he's sometimes center. Uh, I don't know that he's ever really fully left, but sometimes he's he's not quite enough to the right for me and a lot of other people. And I love Hugh, and I respect Hugh's intellect, and I respect his, uh, you know, his um, uh, ability to communicate his 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 true beliefs to his listeners. But I have to agree with you. I don't understand him on this. I've been listening to yeah. him for years, obviously, because I've been on after him. Now this is my eighth year, and I've been listening for years, um, and I've I've never had these kinds of questions come into my head before about what is you thinking, and I can't understand it. I've texted him a few times after certain statements on the air that he has made, but that just you know respectfully questioning and challenging. Why did you say that? Why do you really believe that? And he doesn't want to get into that debate with me. Um, but I don't understand oh, it either. No response. Yeah, well, nope. I mean, not, 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 you know, I don't, I don't want to get into personal communications. We, we do, we do right, communicate. Okay, yeah, yeah, we do communicate, yeah, but, but he doesn't want to engage yeah. in that debate, which is maybe just out of respect. He doesn't want to get into an argument right. with a colleague. But I will say, and mm. I've said on the air, while I respect and love the guy, I don't understand him in this, why he is so pro COVID vaccine, even though these vaccines are A, unproven. Because we don't know what their long-term effects are going to be, we do know that their short-term effects for many, many people are devastating. The VAERS reporting system proves that. So why he is so gung ho on something that didn't work with shots one and two so much so that they're telling you get a third, and now they're saying you know the third one doesn't work very well either, get a fourth. And if he's right in with that, I, I won't insult my my friend and again a guy I, I look up to in this business, but I will say I don't understand him. And um, and okay. I wish I did. Well, I wish I did. I because just I thought that, the wasn't it the, aren't the Israelis the most vaccinated country? Isn't that a good test site? I mean, where they're they're almost fully vaccinated and they're being hit with COVID. Well, they're doing. You know that? what? Here, here here's the um, here's the irony with with Israel. It's it's kind of uh, it's it's kind of odd. They are one of the most heavily vaccinated, and they have pushed more boosters as well over the course of the last twelve months. Um, so they're very, very much pro-profit shots, but they're also doing research there that nobody else is doing. The largest study to date uh, of of the effectiveness of the profit shots versus natural immunity was done in Israel, and that study revealed that natural people who have uh, recovered from COVID-19 and have natural immunity have a 27 times the uh, have 27 times the protection of somebody who got the shot. Not 20, not 2, not 7, 27 times more protection than those who get the shot. No one has ever disproven this. They just ignore it. They don't put it on TV. Mother, Mother Nature is pretty good, isn't she? <laughs> right? I mean, that, that is literally it. And I know this yeah. because I'll, I'll tell you something. You know, I, I, I've, I've given my numbers on the air. I've gone personal on this. I've had myself tested six months after I had COVID. I went and had my antibodies checked. And then I did it 12 months after. 
And the reason why, and you probably know this, Mike, because they're saying that the uh, the mRNA shots from Pfizer and Moderna, they wane after four or five months. That's why they push booster number three. And now that wanes after a couple more months and pushing booster number four. So I wanted to wait more than five months. I wanted to wait more than double that. So I waited 12 months and had another antibodies test. And I am still just swimming with over 1,250 antibodies on the antibodies count in which the scale, for those who don't know, is 0.7 and below means you're negative for antibodies to fight the virus. 0.8 and above, you are positive. So 0.8 is the standard. I had 1,250 after a year. So there's no waning of my natural immunity here. There is admitted waning of the protection, if you can call it that, that is provided by the mRNA pseudovaxes. So it's all there. It's, I mean, it's, it, it's, there's anecdotal evidence like I just gave you, and there is widespread evidence from the massive study, the largest done in the world so far from the Israelis. And I don't know why the left, and I don't know why my good friend Hugh, who I do not call on the left, but he is, he is in that camp when it comes to these vaxes, and I don't know why. I know. As I say, we, we destroyed a lot of lives for, what, a .04 mortality rate? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, think it's .03. It, I think it's 99 points. Now, again, that, that number needs to be qualified as well. There's context there. It's 99.7% recovery rate for people without serious comorbidities and are under the age of, I think, 75. Now, that rate does go higher if you're over 75 and have comorbidities. It definitely has a higher death rate for people in those categories. But if you are young and healthy or even middle-aged and healthy, you are at a very, 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 very low, 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 low mortality rate uh, You know, in terms of dying from COVID. And that's just reality. Yeah. Right. Well, I just think he's doing such an injustice to, for people. I mean, because, because like you said, the information is out there. I mean, yeah. the studies are coming in, and, and I think it's just, you know, at least acknowledge it. You know? The thing that, know. The thing that I get, uh, don't get, and thank you for the call from Nevada. I appreciate you listening out there, Mike. Thank you. The thing that I don't get is why people, and I think Hugh does this as well, um, dismiss the VAERS reporting system. Never once in the history of the CDC and the VAERS reporting system, the VAERS reporting system, for those who don't know, just a little background here, it's, it's the um, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. That's VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. And it's run by the CDC, and it's on their website. It is a complex process. And you have to have some very specific answers from the doctors to be able to enter adverse uh, adverse effects that you have suffered from a vaccine on that system. Never in the history of that system has anybody questioned its authenticity, its accuracy, or its efficacy. When they checked, you know, how many people had adverse effects uh, in response to, you know, SARS vaccines or uh, 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 the bird flu vaccines, uh, avian flu or whatever they called it, vaccines, or any of the others, of course, the more traditionally known ones like COVID or measles, or not COVID, uh, polio or measles or whatever. No one has ever said, man, that can't be trusted, because they know that it takes a lot of very specific information to be able to report those things. Suddenly, COVID-19 comes around, and more people are getting vaccinated because of mandates and job threats and so on and so forth than ever before in any of the other vaccines. And more people are suffering serious 
serious adverse effects. Some of them dying within days of getting a vaccine, and they were not sick before that. They were not sick. They get these jabs, and then they're dying. And these are being reported. And suddenly we're being told that can't be trusted because it's, it's self-reporting. Well, it is self-reporting, but it is not just by yourself. You need very important medical questions to be answered and to be documented before you can enter that stuff into the system. And they want it to make it, they want to make it seem like there is just, there are, there are hundreds of thousands of conspirators who are anti-vaxxers in America who are getting the, the shots and then going online and saying, clicking just like one button that says, I had an adverse effect just to advance their own political agenda and say, see, told you couldn't be trusted. It's not like that. It is a difficult thing to report the adverse effect or event that you suffered from these profit jabs put out there by Pfizer and Moderna, which are just as dirty of drug cartels as the, uh, you know, uh, any of the cartels along the Mexican border. The Sinaloa cartel, I'm trying to think of some of the names of the more popular ones, but Pfizer and, and Moderna are just as dangerous. They are drug cartels getting people addicted by fear. In this case, by fear, by psyops, by creating a, a nation of, uh, of hypochondriacs. It's what they're doing. And people are taking these jabs, and then they're reporting the bad things that happen, and suddenly the system that we never questioned before is, oh, that can't be trusted, that's garbage, these anti-vaxxers are making it up. People aren't having heart conditions, they're not suffering myocarditis after getting these shots, they're not dying, they're not going into uh, a state of uh, paralysis in some cases, having palsy effects, they're not having blood clots, they're not doing any of those things, that's all being made up by the anti-vaxxer conspiracy, hundreds of thousands strong, who have nothing better to do with their time than go to the VAERS reporting system and make up lies. That's what these pro-vaxxers at any cost, and that's what it is, they're literally saying, I don't want to hear your excuses. I don't want to hear you telling me you have natural immunity. I don't want you to tell me that you're worried about a heart condition. I don't want you to tell me you're worried about uh, blood clots. Just take the shot and shut up. That's what they're telling us. Well, guess what? They're falling apart before our very eyes. They are falling apart because more and more and more Americans, including some who are center-left, People like, I don't know, Bill Maher, Barry Weiss, which we talked about, they are coming out and publicly saying enough is enough. What is being done to us right now has nothing to do with health. They're agreeing with me and what I've been saying now for about a year and a half. This is not about health. It's about two things, two Ps. It is about profits, and it's about power. That is what our entire response to COVID-19 in this country has been. Power and profits. Profits and power. It has nothing to do with your health. Always right. Right back after this. Building back bigger. Bigger and better. And stronger. Always right with Bob France. Sometimes they say huge. On AM 1420. Really large. The answer. Okay, 955. Hey, uh, I'm going to do you a favor here. I mean, listen, 
you know, everybody makes their own choices about how they want to protect themselves and defend themselves. And in this climate of extraordinarily high violent crime and slower police responses because they have been just decimated by cuts and so on and so forth, you really want to think about protecting yourself. Maybe you already are a firearms owner. Maybe you're not. Maybe you uh, need to take some lessons as far as protection. Let me give you some tips. Go to our webpage, whkradio.com, and if you click the More uh, menu going across the top, and you click the word Deals, all right? It's going to take you to a bunch of terrific Northeast Ohio deals from some of our business partners. One of them is Parma Armory, a place where you can buy and learn uh, uh, how to shoot firearms. There's an annual family membership that is available now on the Northeast Ohio deals for firearms and archery from Parma Armory Shooting. It was an $800 cost for an entire family membership. It's now half of that, $399. That's right. Parma Armory Shooting Center, 40,000-square-foot home of the world's largest indoor double-deck gun range and additional five-lane gun range, four-lane gun uh, gun theater, plus 3D archery range as well. Train yourself, train your family, or if you just do it for sport, uh, just a tremendous offer. $400. It used to be $800, but that deal is not forever. Go online now at our webpage and uh, click the deals uh, menu. uh, I'm sorry, click the more menu, click the deals, and go to the Parma Armory page there, and you uh, can take advantage of that great opportunity. Uh, Let me go to John and Chardon. Hey, John, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead. Hey, yo, Bob. Um, I got a headline for you this morning. Okay. Fraudulent elections have consequences. They do. And that's what we're living through these days, and I I don't think anybody can summarize it better than you, you can. Well, that's so. that, you know you just did, John. So you did it better than I can. That's a great statement, and better yet, uh, and I'll say thanks for the call, John. I'll say this: future fraudulent elections have consequences too, which is why it was so important for us to bury uh, the the left trying to change the filibuster rule in order to federalize all of our elections to make it easier to have fraud in our elections, uh, and that would have consequences too. You're exactly right. Thank you, my man. Uh, Dave is in uh, Cleveland. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, hi, Bob. Um, you you were wanting to know why Hugh Hewitt uh, goes for the vaccine. Yeah, he said he said on his show, his brother is the reason why. His brother used to uh, is retired now, but he uh, he ran like three drugs through the FDA. And I, I forget what his title was, but um, that's the reason why he um, why he's so um, on the vaccine. He said because of his brother. I, I don't know if I, I don't brother. know if I understand what you mean when you say he ran three drugs through the FDA. Well, you know how like he had something to do with uh, mm-hmm. the like three drugs that were brought into the marketplace. He had, right. His brother had something to do with it. I can't remember what the title was of the brother. So he, he works. So you're, say, so you're saying he works for Big Pharma? Is that kind of what you mean? Or yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. I, and yeah, he, I didn't he hear that, my friend. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that. He, he, he I, I appreciate it on the radio. Yeah, no, I believe you. I, I just didn't hear it. Uh, so I mean, so so I believe what you're saying, but I just didn't hear it. And again, I uh, I don't want to. I I can't speak for anybody else. Like I said, uh, and I'm not denigrating anybody, particularly somebody that I consider one of the best in this business. Uh, just uh, I mean, he's iconic. Hugh is. He's been doing this for over 20 years, and he's phenomenal, and he's extraordinarily well respected around the country. So I would never denigrate him. So all I'm saying is I disagree with him on this thing on on uh, uh, pushing these vaxes. And I, uh, I don't understand the reasoning. If maybe the, re- the brother story is part of it, okay. But I feel like it's probably got to be more than that, as passionate as, and as uh, you know, articulated, he, articulated as he is about his belief that these vaxes should be in every arm. I just disagree with it, and I don't quite understand what all of the, uh, 
reasons are. Charlie in Westlake. Uh, Charlie, you're on the air. Go ahead, sir. That's what he said. Hey. Hey, Bob. Yeah, Charlie, Thanks go ahead. For the call. Yeah, I got a chance to uh, march in the March for Life. I saw Josh Mandel there. I went over to him uh, and said, you know, we're in big trouble. What, what's the biggest, Russia or China? He said, absolutely, China. We're in, this is something we've been worrying about for 50 years. Josh has a lot of military experience, and I, I trust his word, but uh, I just wanted to think, wonder what you think, what's the biggest problem, either well, Russia or China? I, I, first of all, let me say congratulations to you for going down to March and the March for Life. That's awesome, Charlie, and thanks for the call. Keep listening. Uh, and I'm glad Josh was there, and I thank every one of the, the hundreds of thousands of people who descend on D.C. every year for that. This is the year to get rid of Roe. So good for you on that. Uh, as far as the answer, I agree. It is China, which is why it's so important for us to stand up to Russia. Xi Jinping is watching what happens in Ukraine. If Joe Biden folds the way Barack Obama folded in the face of Putin, who annexed Crimea under Obama's watch, it is going to embolden the Chinese even that much more, which makes them that much more dangerous. And I'll close it with this. I'm going to quote Lisa Booth. We went from being the biggest and most unpredictable bully on the playground with Trump to getting our lunch money stolen and stuffed in a locker under Biden. It's accurate. And Xi Jinping knows it. So does Kim Jong-un. So does every dictatorial enemy of the United States in the world. They're all watching Joe Biden get his lunch money stolen and stuffed into a locker. And that is going to impact all of us. China is the biggest threat, I concur. Right back with Kersenow after the news. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.